came here for some music. It kind of happened really organically, really like spontaneously. It's not just going in there and making a noise, folks. <laughs> the Classic Rock Files with Kelly Parker. So Rush used to release their albums in October, and the 29th, apparently a big date for them. This date in 1978, they released Hemispheres, one of my favorite albums, and I think the first colored vinyl album I ever got. It was red vinyl. Man, what a great song. And of course, the whole first side is the Hemispheres song. And then three years later, in 1981, they released their second live album, Exit Stage Left. So coming up to these dates, Rush art director Hugh Syme, did an interview talking about some of these things and originally for the exit stage left cover he said they wanted to playfully reference a famous cartoon you remember exit stage left that was a snagglepuss thing they wanted to use snagglepuss on the cover of course the album title was an homage to his most famous catchphrase hugh Syme said i wanted to do nothing more than just a solid black cover with a pink tail and probably the back of his ankle it's a complete nod, he said, to Snagglepuss. I just wanted to keep it real pop art, graphic, simple. But apparently the idea died after the studio got involved, the animation studio. We got in touch with Hanna-Barbera, he said, who owned the rights. But apparently the ask was prohibitive. So that was quickly nixed. I even asked, can I at least put a pink tail out there somewhere? No one's going to know. Too many legal beagles on that one saying, no, you better not. So that plan fell apart, and Hugh Syme pivoted to another idea, reviving visuals from Rush's own visual universe. All eight previous studio albums are represented in some fashion, somewhere on the cover or covers of Exit Stage Left. The front image shows Paula Turnbull, who is the woman from the Permanent Waves cover, peering out from behind a stage curtain to a live audience. She stands next to Hugh Syme's friend Bobby King, who reprised his role as the suit-clad guy from the Hemispheres cover. All very cool. So that's the story behind that. And a big day for Rush fans today, two different years, 1978 and 1981, with those album releases. Robert Plant, in such a famous photograph, standing on the balcony of the Continental Hyatt House Hotel in Los Angeles, commonly known as the Riot House for the rock star parties that used to happen there. And he once referred to himself as a golden god, famously. Now, normally it's a rule that you're not allowed to self-gloss. You're not allowed to give yourself nicknames. But he said that, and it was famously captured in a photograph. And he was asked why he said, I'm a golden god at that moment. This is in an interview with Rolling Stone. And he said, well, whatever was said from minute to minute was just sheer comic entertainment most of the time in those early Led Zeppelin days. He said, I think it was in the middle of some ridiculous moment, maybe even Bonzo's birthday party somewhere up in the Beverly Hills, where somebody had made John a three-tier birthday cake. And John is showing it around the room, and he showed it to somebody. I think it was George Harrison who karate chopped the cake, as one does. Bonzo decided there was something that needed to be done about that, and there was all sorts of scuttling, and it was just another one of those boyish prank-type events going on. He said it just seemed that the only thing that was missing was somebody to actually round the whole thing up with even more nonsense. So I just opened my arms and just proclaimed that. I am a golden god. And then I think a piece of cake lodged somewhere on the end of my nose or something. So that's the story behind that. Not quite as romantic as the photo would suggest. Speaking of Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Page has revealed that Led Zeppelin was planning something, quote, harder for their ninth album. He said, after the sessions for 1979's In Through the Outdoor, John Bonham and I were discussing how we wanted to do a sort of more riff-based entity and harder and trickier. This is a new interview with Rolling Stone. And, of course, I know what sort of drums he liked to play. He liked to play really hard. He liked to play stuff that people heard and they go, wow, what is that? 
I like to do that as well with the guitar parts. Then, of course, in through the outdoor, famously featured Led Zepp delving into the synthesizers. And even as sessions for that album were wrapping, Page said he was looking ahead to something different. He said, quote, I thought I knew how this album, In Through the Outdoor, is shaping up, but the next album is going to be a departure from the keyboard album. We had a bit of an idea of what we might do, but basically it was not going to be a keyboard album. There would be keyboards on it, maybe, but it was going to go more in another vein. It would be different to anything that had been there before. We didn't get a chance to do that, obviously, because we lost John. And who knows what Led Zeppelin would have done or where they would have gone had they not lost John Bonham. Although I feel that they weren't long for this world anyway because uh, Robert Plant was getting restless. That is the Classic Rock Files.